Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 78 and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Today I am sharing the interview I did with Jana. This is a special Friday episode, which I don't normally do, but she has an event coming up on October 1st and I wanted to get her story out in case anybody wants to go to her event, which I think will be super cool. Um, Jan and I met like five years ago, five or six years ago, uh, with a mutual friend who wanted to start a like business fashion blog thing uh, with like a deeper meaning to uh, empower women to show up in their business and start their own business and she brought the three of us together to work on it and it lasted for about a year I think before the whole thing kind of dissolved but Jen and I have remained in contact since then and it was awesome to get together again to see where she ended up and what she's doing with her life and so she founded the company All of Her Business which is a conscious business coaching company that focuses on helping women transition from an employee to entrepreneur in a holistic way. Jana shares her journey from working a typical nine to five and when she decided to become an entrepreneur herself and how she took that experience to help other women do the same. She noticed there was a gap in the support and resources that she needed when she was starting her own business and so she wants to be there to help women and answer any questions they have when making that transition. She shares her philosophy philosophy on entrepreneurship and why she thinks everyone can be an entrepreneur with the right support system. I really liked hearing her opinion about this because I kind of sit on the other side where I don't think everybody should become an entrepreneur. I don't know if it is for everyone, but she makes a strong argument for how everyone can be an entrepreneur if that is what they want to do. She also talks about the biggest limitations and obstacles people face when starting a business and why mental health plays such an important role. This is such a great episode. We could have talked for hours and hours, so we will definitely be doing a part two eventually, but I know you will gain a ton of value out of this one. Even if you aren't a woman in business, even if you are a guy, you will still find the resources and the opinions and her knowledge of becoming an entrepreneur super helpful and so let's just jump right into it this is jenna welcome back to the podcast i'm here today with jenna thanks for joining me hey i'm so glad to be here i'm excited to have you this is your first podcast this is my first ever podcast i am honored so when you become rich and famous you can be like Do you want to introduce yourself and share one fun fact to get going? Perfect. Okay, so um, I am a business strategist and coach, and I work with women entrepreneurs to essentially help them make the transition out of employment and into entrepreneurship. And I really focus a lot on holistic business development. Um, we look at things like strategic business planning, financially, and then also doing some mindset work to make sure that you're really ready to take that leap and take that new step um, in your life. And so, so yeah, I work as a coach. I used to work as a strategist in advertising. I did business development for a number of years, but I find now I'm just doing something that I'm so passionate about and entrepreneurship has always been something that's been really at the forefront of my mind since I was really young. Um, so one fun fact that I think is really interesting, um, when I was in elementary school, um, 
I participated in this school-wide competition where we essentially had to go out and sell magazine subscriptions to like friends and family to help raise money for the school. And if you were one of the top salespeople in school, um, you got to do a money roll. So they would wrap you in duct tape and shower money on the <laughs> gymnasium floor and you got to roll around in it. And I always had little businesses growing up here and there. And so when I heard about this, I was like, oh, I want to win that. And so I sold magazines to everybody, every single person I knew. And I actually got to do the money roll. Wow. <laughs> so I was in duct tape. I think I made about 50 bucks. And even at that age in grade five, I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like a lot considering all the magazines I But yeah, so that's one fact. I've, I've done a money roll. Wow. Do you have a photo or a video? Do you know where? Like, I hope that has been documented. Honestly, I don't think anyone took a photo of me just dropped yeah. in money, which was nice. <laughs> that would be a great, like, photo now for your business. Yeah. Just, like, I where I started. Yeah. Yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it all begins, right? Yeah. Elementary school. <laughs> totally. That's yeah. so funny. Um, and before we get into what you do now and talk about all of that, what did you take at school and what did you think you were going to do? Okay, this is a great question. So I, I think deep down I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but when I was going into university, I was actually focused on becoming an engineer. So I went into engineering school. I thought I was going to become a civil engineer and build bridges and wear that ring on my pinky. Um, and I think it was because I have a really analytical side to myself as well. And in high school, I remember just really loving um, chemistry and physics and mathematics and calculus. And so I thought that would be a good fit. But now looking back on it, I look at my parents and I'm like, why did you let me go into engineering? I'm so not an engineer. Um, but I started in that program and then um, after a semester I ended up switching into business and studying commerce and um, I was intending to do uh, my Bachelor of Commerce with a minor in psychology um, but then ended up you know just really enjoying psychology as well so I did um, two degrees one in business and one in, in psychology which I found has been so um, so supportive of what I'm doing now like really tying people and business and, and, and really understanding the way that people think and interact with the world and others has been so so valuable yeah that's so interesting it's so funny yeah. that's literally what i was really good at math and stuff in high school i was like oh i'm gonna be an accountant because numbers or whatever right. like at university i was like yeah no and yeah. i took a history class and i loved writing yeah and so i was like what can i do that loves that i can do writing so i switched to like the arts it's yeah. not a useful degree as psychology is. Like communications is not useful, but it let me write and I became obviously an even more creative role because of it. But totally. so interesting, like yeah. where you are in high school, where you end up. I agree, and I think it's you know when you get into university, you know you get a new feel for what what things are like in a, in a program in a university setting. But also, I find you know even being in university, you're not really for what a career is actually going to look like in that field and so I think it's challenging because at 18 you're deciding what you want to major in and what you want to focus on um, without really having a lot of life experience and knowing yourself so yeah it can be really hard to navigate totally as university years yeah and no one is really that helpful even though they like you think people are being helpful but no one is giving you real like world advice right and I think it's a lot of their opinions totally which can be helpful and also can be not so helpful yeah totally. yeah uh and so like you mentioned you always thought about being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. um which is an interesting 
thing. Did you know it was like entrepreneurism or you're just like wanted to have your own business? I think like even when I was super young, I remember like my parents having a garage sale and I would bake like dozens and dozens of cookies to sell these garage sales and I'd go to neighbors and I'd try to sell things. You know, I feel like I always had that really creative side of myself that, that made me want to um, you know, start a business and create something in the, in the world, um, you know, that could be meaningful to, to, to people. Um, but it's interesting because after graduating from university, I went out to work in, in advertising as a strategist and, and working in business development for, for a number of years. And I think I always thought that entrepreneurship was something that would come later on in my life, you know, maybe 10 years down the road. Um, but I remember really specifically, I think it was November 2017, I was driving out to Canmore. Um, and at the time I had a, a small jewelry business that I was starting to run on the side. Um, and I had this really sweeping feeling come over me, um, just intuitively that I was gonna, you know, leave my job and start my company in 2018. And um, I remember later that year putting on a vision board, you know, I will become an entrepreneur by September 1st, 2018, um, which I later changed and I bumped it up to April 1st, 2018. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think something intuitively just kind of kicked in and I was like, I think that 2018 is the year when I'm gonna take the leap because I've, I've got the work experience I need. I've, I've worked with, you know, over 30 brands and businesses at that point, works out of New York and Calgary. And so um, I had quite um, an intensive career, I'd say, up until becoming an entrepreneur, but entrepreneurship kind of came across my radar a lot sooner than I thought it would originally. Right. And yeah. I feel like lots of like entrepreneurs and business owners have that, like, if they look back into their childhood, then there was like hints of like yeah. doing it yourself. Like, yeah. it's so funny. I used to paint rocks when I was super young and sell them to the papers, and like, as if they wanted these like painted ladybug rocks. But like, same thing. That was a real lucrative business back then. It really was. Rocks. Absolutely. <laughs> Lemonade was so so. I'll never forget what this person said. He said, um, entrepreneurship is the most natural form of human expression. And that's something that's always, you know, sat with me and stayed close to me because I really see entrepreneurship as this vehicle for self-expression and, and showing up as your most authentic self and creating products and services that actually mean something to people. And so I just love that philosophy that entrepreneurship is, is about so much more than running a business. It's really about um, creatively expressing who you are and what you, you know, you're passionate about in the world. Right, so, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and so how did you decide, because usually when people like, I know specifically because I'm in this, but that you worked at an ad agency, you did marketing, you did all that, and usually people quit and start their own agency. So how come you decided to quit and do like the other side, which is like helping women transition? So, it's funny because the work that I do now with my company, um, the coaching work that I do, um, it, 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 it kind of came about really organically after I became an entrepreneur. So initially when I became an entrepreneur, um, I was focused on doing um, kind of similar consulting to what I was doing in advertising. So I focused a lot on business development for local companies, marketing strategy, brand development. 
Um, so that was the real focus area when I came out of my work. I, I did know that I wanted to work with, you know, social enterprises and, and people who really wanted to do good in the world. Um, but it was through my own kind of challenges that I came up against when I became an entrepreneur that really inspired me to start my company, which is called All of Her Business. Um, and, and I started that because I recognized that even when I became an entrepreneur, there was no real resources or programming that was actually helping um, individuals and women specifically to make that transition out of employment and into entrepreneurship. And I think that when you become an entrepreneur, you don't often think about the identity loss that actually comes along with it. Like you actually do, you know, lose an identity as an employee. And you, you build really a new identity for yourself and, and you don't have those old, you know, sounding boards in place, you know, that tell you, okay, you know, here's how much money you're making per month and here's the team you work with and here's the projects you work on and here's your job title, you know, and I think we use a lot of those constructs subconsciously um, to, to determine our worth. And so when you become an entrepreneur, I think that, you know, there's so much that shifts and changes, but one of them is really how you look at success and how you want to create success and abundance for yourself and, and really redefine um, what that's going to look like. Because even for me, um, you know, I had a point where I just recognized that um, success wasn't only coming in the form of the number of clients I had or the amount of money that was in my bank account, but really um, success was, was the amount of inner peace that I could cultivate on, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and it was the people whose lives I could impact through the work that I do. And so I think there's a lot that changes when you become an entrepreneur and we're not having enough of those conversations about what that transition really looks like and the psychology, you know, of that transition. And so, um, you know, I really saw an opportunity to, to work with women and support them in building um, businesses strategically and understanding how to actually build sustainable business models and then also um, work with them on that mindset piece um, because entrepreneurship requires so much confidence and courage and just fortitude to withstand like those challenges and the disappointments that come your way in, in on the path to becoming an entrepreneur. Um, so, so yeah, I'd say that's kind of what what got me like like I I started out doing the consulting, but over time it's morphed a lot more into into coaching with a focus on women. Um, and the focus on women came about um, specifically because I was just working with a lot of female entrepreneurs at the time, and that's just who I was kind of gravitating towards. And I found that they were really receptive to this more holistic approach to business, which took into account. The, you know, the emotional mindset side of things and, and the business strategy. Um, and even just reading about women in entrepreneurship, I mean, you even look at venture capital funding, and I think in North America, less than 2% of funding goes to women-owned businesses. And even in Canada, I was reading a survey or a study not too long ago that was saying that on average, women entrepreneurs in Canada make 58% less than male counterparts. And so I just really saw that um, there was an opportunity to, to create programming that would really help women accelerate that transition into entrepreneurship and, and help them to really build viable businesses from the ground up. Right. No, yeah. I think that's, a, I mean, obviously it's very smart in this like day and age that we're in, especially though, because 
there's way more women, obviously, who want to start businesses and own businesses, but lots of the examples and the people that you could ask for advice that have done it are mostly men. So I feel mm-hmm. like it is good to have a resource that's specific to women because how a man starts a business or has his network or whatever he's doing to create that and as an entrepreneur it could be a lot different than how a woman should embrace it and even though like you said the psychology behind it and just everything I feel like it's a, there are two different pathways that people need resources to women specifically need resources to be able to feel comfortable asking all the questions and don't have to ask like their male counterpart who might not be as open or might be intimidating or whatever. Right. I think it's just so helpful to have more more people as entrepreneurs in general, but especially especially women. And also I think that um, the way that we've looked at perhaps building businesses for, for many decades, you know, has been a real focus on on revenue and very capitalist driven and very analytical and almost crunchy. And I feel like there's an opportunity to maintain, you know, the the integrity of that and the integrity of you know, running a profitable business, but also bringing in more of those holistic elements and, and, and really looking at, okay, well, how do we care for the entrepreneur at the center of the company? And something I find so interesting is that we build out business plans for a business and, and nowhere in that business plan is there even mention of the entrepreneur at the center of that company. And so, you know, when I work with entrepreneurs, I, I actually invite them to incorporate themselves into their business plan, which is not something that's traditionally done, but to really start to think about like, you know, what are your, your values and, and what, what will success look like to you? And, and what is your relationship to your business look like? And, and how, what do you want to give to your business and what do you need in return? Like, how do you need your business to support you financially, emotionally, in, in terms of, you know, that, that dynamic, that relationship. So I think that there's an opportunity to look at entrepreneurship in a much more expansive way, if you will, that takes into account the wellness of the entrepreneur at the center and also looking at how can your company be a real force for good in the world and how can you care for humanity and the environment and and give back. And so I think that, and I think we're going there. I think that's where some of the dialogue is starting to to trend in terms of conversations around entrepreneurship. Um, But I also feel like there's just so much more to be for sure. Yeah. It's actually so interesting you said that because I, I interviewed, I think her episode already came out, but the owner of School Sticks, and she mm. actually said that because she, they just adopted these and they're doing like all of that. Yeah, I heard about that. Actually. Yeah, it's yeah, super yeah. cool. But I asked her about people that are starting companies and like how should they give back and like when should they decide to give back and whatever. She's like, you should honestly have a plan to give back before you even have the plan for your company. Like always have that in mind as you're yeah. your business, which is, I feel like, like you said, is a new way to think of things, but also a really important way as we move forward exactly and and yeah what do you want your business to, to become and how do you want it to support to support people and, and create real value for people i think that's something that's really important totally and like good karma is always just good yeah. to keep around you know? <laughs> exactly. the karma. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally um and based on like your experience and the clients that you have and working with people what are the biggest challenges or blocks that prevent people from becoming Mm, I think there's a few. I think one of one of the first blocks is is for a lot of people it can be intimidating to put together a plan and to actually flush out um, a business model and think about how that business is going to make make money for them. You know, over over the longer term and the short term and long term. And not that it's all about money per se, but but it's really important to have that 
financial foundation in place to carry you through. Um, and so that's that's one piece of it. I find oftentimes that um, people don't have their, their business model fully fleshed out and, and aren't really clear on how they're going to support themselves as an entrepreneur, which also leads into another challenge that people come up against, which is, um, you know, how am I going to sustain myself financially? Like, am I going to, am I going to survive? Am I going to be able to provide for my needs and also grow, grow a company? So I think that's an intimidating, um, part of it, but, but to be honest, the, the biggest block I would say is, um, to speak quite frankly, is, is just people not believing in themselves. And this real fear of inadequacy, you know, like, like I won't be able to have the capacity to meet this challenge or to, 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 to own my own business and to create something successful. And I think that um, just self-doubt in general is such an epidemic um, because the reality is that we all have beautiful gifts and talents that need to be unleashed out into the world. And, and we live in a world where there are, you know, truly limitless possibilities in terms of what you can do, especially digitally these days. Um, but I think a lot of times we're actually getting in our own, in our own way. And so the more that you can work on that, that mindset piece and, and really cultivate, um, that, that confidence and, and that courage to, to be unrelenting in pursuing what it is that lights you up. Um, I think that that's really the key to entrepreneurship is, is to not give up on yourself. Right, but yeah, and like imposter syndrome is mm-hmm. alive and well today. So, which yeah. is, I'm sure, like that just it goes with what you were saying completely is that you have to be able to get over that and believe that you can, you can do it. Because like you said, you have the skills and like you probably have some sort of personality that people like. So that's yeah. really, it's just you that's in the way. Right, and I think you can talk to any, any successful entrepreneur or even just any individual like you and I in this room. Like we've all been in circumstances where we feel like we're uh what's the word like pushing above our weight class or like we're you know what I mean it's like oh I don't feel like I belong here or I don't know if this is the place for me but I think just constantly reminding yourself that you belong in that room and you deserve you know you deserve success and and abundance and you deserve to do what lights you up and I think just giving ourselves that permission can be really challenging but it's the most important place to start Right, and is there like somewhere for people to start? Like, do you have any like steps that people can before like if they can't hire you or whatever? Is there anything they can do like internally at home or like a journal or something to get started on that journey? Yeah, I'd say that the journey to entrepreneurship first of all begins with knowing yourself and and really um, knowing what it is that lights you up and 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 practicing just honoring what it is you have to give to the world and what you have to say. And so I often do a lot of free writing myself around, you know, business ideas I have or how I want to expand my business. So I'd say, you know, in the beginning, really allow yourself to explore those kind of creative inklings or or just things that you find interesting and, you know, writing about them and, and thinking about, you know, where, where are there problems or gaps that I can uniquely fill? that's really important um and another thing too actually uh, a woman who i'm really good friends with she's also a fellow coach um she recommended i do this at one point and i I think it's brilliant um because there was a point when i was also struggling with self-doubt along this journey and she said 
you know, go home tonight and I want you to write down 50 reasons why you are the very best business coach. Wow. And I wrote up this list and it included, you know, some of the things internally, some of my skills and, and, and things that I love and things I'm good at. And then I also even wrote down different things that people had said to me throughout my career so far and just different things that I'd accomplished. And I literally have this list of 50 things taped to my wall. So every time that I maybe get in, and we all have it, there's always new opportunities and challenges that come up that kind of test us and test, you know, our, our confidence and our belief in ourselves. So every time I look at that list, it's like, oh, that's just a reminder that I have done really challenging things before and I've gotten through them and, and other people see that too. Right. So I think that can be a really healthy way to just start building up your confidence and, um, you know, thinking about what entrepreneurship could look like for you. Right. Was it easy to get to 50 or was it like, did you have to like, did you get to like 20 and you're just like, oh yeah, wow, okay. Like, yeah, yes. so you asked this. yeah, I think I wrote out like 20 and then I was like, oh, that, you know, are there more? Is there only 20? She said 50. <laughs> That's a lot of things. I don't know if I have that many things. Um, but it's funny, like I started the list and then over time I was like, oh, Oh, right, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. And the more I returned to the list, the list I was like, oh, there's more that I can add here. And, and there's more evidence of times in the past when I've been successful and I've done a good job of something. Um, and even to this day, like when things go really well or I have, you know, something um, happen that feels really good or successful to me, I'll go and I'll put it. So I keep a running list. So right. It doesn't even be 50, it could just be your running list. <laughs> right, which I think is good. And it's yeah. a good reminder, like you said to yourself, that like you can do this, like you're fully capable and offer yeah. at least 50 things, which it feels a lot of things. Yeah, totally. So totally. And someone said this to me once too. They said, You you wouldn't be desiring this if you didn't have the capacity to do it. You know, and there's a reason why we desire, you know, to become entrepreneurs, to to open up that coffee shop or to, you know, consult or to coach or to create an online business. Like there's a reason we're, we're, we're thinking about it and it feels important to us. And so I think, you know, when you deny yourself of, of that opportunity to explore something like that, um, I think you're denying yourself of, of true happiness and, and peace. And, and you're also denying the world of getting to see, you know, who you really are and getting to engage with you in a, in a totally new way. And so I think it's important for people who want to become entrepreneurs to know that um, if you're struggling with self-doubt or building up that confidence that, you know, it's important to do it for yourself and it's important to do it for other people because people need what you have to offer. Right, totally. And yeah. like the worst thing is that you have to go get a job. You know, like it just, you just have to go get a side yeah. job. You just have, you know, like oh this. Oh my gosh, we get like so scared. Totally. Like, like yeah. you're employable. So that, like, if it's yes. like, you give yourself a year or two and it just doesn't, yeah, you know, what you thought it was going to be, like, you, okay. can, you can get a job and okay. it's going to be fine. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you brought this point up too, because this is what I work with clients on as well. Um, I think a lot of times we think that I've got to be a full time employee and then I've got to be a full time entrepreneur. And sometimes the path isn't as straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what can actually be more supportive than making that big leap is to actually take on a part-time job that feels more in alignment with, with you and where it is you want to go and the things that you value. And let that support you financially in the meantime as you get your business up and running. And it doesn't have to all be all at once because there really is an art to transitioning your career. And you don't want to do it too fast 
because then you know you sometimes get into situations where the money's not coming in or the clients aren't there and you start to freak out you know and it gets really overwhelming um so you don't want to do it too fast but you also don't want to be too stagnant either because i think that you know when you're feeling really passionately about something and and, and you have that idea that you just can't shake and you can't stop thinking about um it's important to allow yourself to explore that totally in a new way yeah yeah no i totally yeah. agree um I was the same like I when I was I had so many side hustles inside everything and then it was yes. when I started like all the signs all the signs it was when I started doing it at work like at my full time job I started like at lunch I was doing this and then I would kind of like I'm like it's like four thirty like I'll start doing my other stuff and then I realized that like I can probably it's been like four or five years and I've had side hustles and I'm like I think I have enough that I can right become full time but it was a very long well I didn't want to be an entrepreneur first of all but it's a very no, long yeah it was just a really yeah. long transition that was like okay like. Right. Can you do this? Like, do you have enough clients? Is this going to be okay for at least like right a couple weeks? And be like, hey, I don't need my full job anymore. And it's, it is a very I don't want to say scary because I, I wasn't like, oh my god, like what's going to happen? Right? Because you can like I was like, well, people won't hire me, so it'll be yeah, fine. I didn't think but so. you can figure anything out. Exactly. Yeah. But it is like you're just like, should I quit my job? And you just like wait longer. It's like the boyfriend you didn't want to break up with. And you're just like, wait I a little bit too long. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, I agree that transitionary period um, can, can be a long one at times. Like it can happen, you know, for a long period or it can happen more quickly. It just, it really depends on on the person and their circumstances. Um, but yeah, I think that we have to definitely um, give our businesses time to grow and expand and remember that it's a process because I think so often like we listen to podcasts or we see people achieve some form of success and it looks like this beautiful journey uh, from the outside, but, but nobody really sees, you know, the work that's going on behind the scenes and, you know, working in the business and then also, um, working on yourself and, and, and being okay with, and well, moving through failure and moving through disappointment and things that don't always happen the way that you think they're going to, to happen. So, um, yeah, I think it's a really beautiful journey with, a lot of you know personal development and self-discovery involved but it's certainly not something that happens overnight and i think that a lot of people just need to remember that um behind every successful company there's just been years and years of um you know knocking on doors that would then close or you know trying to get something up and running but it doesn't quite catch because it's not the right time or it's not the right market or you haven't branded it properly or, or whatever um so yeah it's definitely um, journey <laughs> totally and i feel like like you said people have to remember that it's not like it looks like on the internet but most of the time someone's first idea isn't the business that they're on now right. and right. sometimes you don't even know that they had five businesses before like the successful you one no idea. but everyone yeah. like I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a couple a handful of successful ones that like the idea was great and it just like it was great but for the yeah. rest of everybody they yeah. had an idea in the business and it's not where their business is today like you have to evolve it based on like yourself and what you learned about being on, like an entrepreneur and your clients and yeah. the market like you have no idea what's going to happen like you in don't. two weeks or six months or whatever you don't and you have to learn how to run your business and how to grow your business which are two different things and i think that it's really important to make that distinction and to know okay here's how i run my business operationally and here's how i work with people and attract new clients or customers and then here's how i'm growing it and here's where i want to go and sometimes i find 
entrepreneurs can either get caught like you know on one end or the other which is either they're working so much in their business that they're not focused on the growth or they're so focused on the growth and the, and the vision but the day-to-day nuts and bolts aren't, aren't quite there um yeah a lot, lots to think about yeah <laughs> totally yeah. and so all of her business is your coaching business so mm-hmm. where did the name come from and when was the point that you were like okay this is it i'm moving on from like consulting to coaching Okay. Those two very yeah. questions. No, I love it. I love it. And so I do still do some consulting on the side. So I have the consulting piece, but my main focus is on the coaching now. Um, it's funny. I was actually house sitting for a girlfriend of mine. And at this point, this was, you know, not too terribly long ago, but I was at her place and I was working on some client projects and I had this idea kind of come through me like a lightning bolt. And it was just this idea that what if I could help women actually transition out of their current career and into entrepreneurship and do it in a really holistic way to help them strategically, financially, and emotionally make that transition in their life. Um, So I feel like I kind of got hit with the idea one day and um, it just really struck a chord with me. And I remember that day writing up, I created a very visual business plan that I just had this idea pouring out of me and it's like this is what I'm going to do and how I'm going to help them and this is what the website's going to look like and you know here's the model and I feel like it came to me really organically and just based on a problem that I saw that nobody was really solving or, or even addressing um and I think a lot of what like what I saw a lot of was um kind of more tactical programming and resources to help people build businesses but I didn't see anything to help people transition into entrepreneurship, which is a whole right. other ballgame. Um, so the idea came to me, I, I wrote it all out, and then the name came to me, I think a month or two later, when I, I, I literally woke up from a deep sleep and I just had the name, all of her business. And for me, the name is so important because it, you know, all of her business to me means there's a focus on women, there's a focus on business. And that, that those first couple words, all of her business, the all of piece really encapsulates the work that I really want to do with people around personal transformation and digging really deep into who you are and what you want to express and how you want to show up in the world. Um, so, so that's really important to me. And, and it's funny, I feel like, like I found this, like I created the business, but the idea and the name found me. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's just like it was meant to be then. Meant to know. I feel like I was almost gifted with this beautiful um, idea. And I'm just so grateful. Like so beyond grateful to be doing what I do and, and working with the people I work with. It just, it's it's honestly inspiring every day that I get to work with, with women and work on their businesses. So Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And you've touched on it, obviously, as we've talked about this whole thing. But do you want to just dive a little deeper into... Like your website says you provide a blend of business and life coaching. So just dive deeper into like really what that means for you and for the people you work with. Right. Okay. So a lot of my coaching focuses on, um, you know, obviously the strategic components of building out a business and kind of the more crunchy analytic side of things. What does that actually look like and how do you plan and prepare financially? Um, but another part of my coaching is really helping clients move through the blocks that come up when they want to become entrepreneurs and blocks and challenges can manifest in a variety of ways you know sometimes it's 
it's, you know, we're not feeling worthy of, of success or worthy of putting ourselves first and actually giving our ideas and businesses the space and time to grow and evolve. Um, and, and I think entrepreneurship is really a practice of honoring yourself and, and what it is that you actually want to be doing. Um, you know, sometimes there's a lot of fear around failure, a lot of fear around who am I to do this? You know, who am I to be successful and to, you know, I make some, in some cases, people have a great thriving job already, you know, they're making great money, they, they have a lot of stability and security. So it's like, well, you know, I, who am I to go out and, you know, leave this when a lot of people are looking for stable and secure jobs right now, you know, is it okay for me to leave that and to pursue something that really lights me up? And so the whole life coaching piece is really looking at, um, you know, what is actually standing in your way of, of you and what it is that you desire. And oftentimes it's not, it's not a lack of business strategy or acumen because I help fill the gaps there, of course, you know, where it's not a lack of having a, a good idea. It's, it's, it's something more internal that's going on around like worthiness or beliefs about success or money and what we're capable of doing. And so I, I coach women and, and we work together to actually work through those blocks so that they can, can show up the way that they want to in the world and, and really honor themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's, I mean, it's good. Like you said, the holistic yeah. way to look at it is a much more sustainable way, I feel, to right. start a business rather than just jumping into it and then right, freaking out and then <laughs> jumping back out. Like, right. you know, so to right. do all that. And would you say there's like, like a chicken before the egg type of situation? Like, should you work on yourself first or should you like do the business plan first? Or is it like kind of the same time or like depends on the person? That's a good question. I think it really depends on the person. And I think, you know, personal development work is something that, that we're always doing, you know, whether we're consciously aware of it or not. And um, I mean, I, I think that it like incorporating the personal development piece into into your work, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, is is super important and really supportive. And and for me, I mean the reason I do what I do is because when I became an entrepreneur, I had a background in commerce and psychology and I worked in business development and I worked with top international brands, you know, and, and I had all that rich business experience. So I almost even got into entrepreneurship and consulting a little bit naive in that I was like, well, you know, I have this rich background and I understand business and I've helped other people start companies. Like I know what I'm doing. Um, but what surprised me the most was just, um, how much I needed to get out of my own way and believe in myself and give myself permission to actually, um, you know, build a company and, and really create a company on my own terms. And, and that was the most surprising part of me was that entrepreneurship was about so much more than building a business. And I think that that's one thing that I, I really like to, um, you know, share with people is that, that when you get into entrepreneurship, it's really, in my opinion, entrepreneurship is a, is a vehicle for deep personal transformation. Like I feel like a completely different person, um, you know, a year or two years ago. Uh, yeah, I just feel like a completely new, version of myself. I feel so much more home with myself. And I think that it was because I went through, you know, those challenges of becoming an entrepreneur and I stumbled and I fell down and I got back up. And I think that when you're able to 
um, be really resilient and, and really intentional about seeing your idea through and, and, and committing to building the fortitude within yourself um, to be able to yeah, withstand different challenges that come your way and, and to really get to deeply know yourself in the process. Um, that's, I think, when, when entrepreneurship is so, uh, just such a profound experience because it's about more than a business. It's about you and it's about people at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. And like, there's a reason why people want to become an entrepreneur. That's like deep down. And it's not, like you said, it's not really for the money. It's not really, it's deeper than that. And it's right. something that's important to remember. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and the other side of that is that it seems like everyone is starting a business nowadays and quitting their job and it's like the cool thing to do right now but there's i don't know if you listen to gary Vee. you probably listen to him because he's obviously he's out there but he yeah. was like not everyone should be an entrepreneur like just because everyone is becoming one doesn't mean like everyone should be an entrepreneur so what are some of the questions that people should ask before they either start a business or take the leap into entrepreneurship Mm, I, and I've kind of mentioned this before, but I think entrepreneurship, when you want to become an entrepreneur, it's really important to, to know yourself deeply and to, to really get in touch with, you know, what it is you're passionate about and, and to really find that, um, you know, idea that's going to keep you up at night and that idea that you can't stop thinking about and something that you, you know, that really means something to you. And that's not to say like sometimes your first idea isn't, you know, the match that's going to strike and light up and, you know, carry you through for years to come. Um, but I think you want to really be pursuing something that you feel deeply connected to and that aligns with your values. So I think when it comes to entrepreneurship, um, some important things to ask yourself are, um, you know, what do I value? And it may seem like that question is unrelated to business, but it's so critical because what do you value in, in life? What's important to you? Um, how do you want to work? What do you want to, to create and put out into the world that's going to say something about you and who you are? Um, so I think getting really in touch with yourself is, is, is the key, first of all. And I think that, you know, you also want to ask yourself um, some other key questions when it comes to business, like, um, you know, who, who are my customers? Who are the people that I want to connect my products and services to? How will I make money? How will I market myself? Um, and so having that blend where, you know, you're considerate of um, your values and what it is you desire and, and how you want to show up. And then also thinking about um, really important strategic business components in the process. I think that's um, really key. And, and for me, I mean, I mentioned this earlier, like I really do believe that entrepreneurship is a very natural form of human expression. It's a way in which people express their creativity and who they are. And, and I think it's so beautiful um, to be able to really create something that means something to other, to other people. And so um, I think that perhaps there are certain personality traits that are maybe more suited to entrepreneurship. But with that being said, I, I really believe anyone can become an entrepreneur. And I believe that, you know, with with the right support systems and, and with your commitment to being willing to evolve, you know, maybe the way that you do things so that you can build a viable business for yourself. Um, I think it's something that anyone can can access. Totally. And yeah. if you do understand who you are and like that part of it, then I think it's easier to build the business that you want rather than looking at other people being like, I want to be there and then trying to copy 
how they got there, right? Um, which yeah. isn't always, most of the time, will not be successful in that way because that's like obviously you're different people, right? Um, and then on top of that, just I was just like thinking and just yeah. reflecting yeah. myself. I was like, this is basically just a coaching session for me. <laughs> just like thinking about myself and yeah. and like start like strategically growing your business and deciding what you want with your business is the type of person you are because I remember when I started people were like oh like are you gonna like grow an agency and I was like I don't want employees like mm-hmm. I don't have the personnel like I'm a social person and it's fine but like I don't want to work with somebody I don't want to have someone work for me like I just don't want to deal with people right besides my clients but like I don't want to do that and that's not my yeah. goal so I structure my business differently exactly knowing that I'm more just self-employed as opposed to an entrepreneur that's like building this huge like empire exactly you know but that's something that i'm self-aware of that that like that's not yeah. who i am and i've worked for a lot of people that are entrepreneurs that can't do the people management part right. of it. and then that's being like should i bring in another partner should i bring in like how am i going to build right. this business based on my strengths and weaknesses and like how do i supplement right. that with like other people that are in the same like either building a business or have those skills you know exactly and i think part of entrepreneurship is is giving your business the spaciousness to evolve, you know, naturally and evolve how it needs to evolve and to support it. But so, so that's part of it, like letting it unfold naturally, but also knowing yourself and, and knowing even your boundaries in business. Like what are some things, and I always tell clients this time, like think about, you know, your needs and, and your boundaries. And, you know, if you were to anticipate, because because in business people push your boundaries all the time, you know, wherever you have a flimsy boundary, someone will will find it totally. And so starting to think about, okay, what kind of requests can I anticipate coming through? You know, if people ask, well, do you do this? You know, in some instances you say, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it and figure it out. But in other instances, if it's really not what you wanna be doing, um, I mean, being able to say no is really important. And again, sometimes you say yes if it's like, oh, well, you know, I need to do this for a while to support myself, even though it's not ideally what I'd like to be doing. Um, But then on the other hand, you know, sometimes you just need to say no and stand really firm in in your vision for the company and what it is you actually do with clients or do for your customers and whatnot. Totally. I think that's super important. I used to offer websites because I was like, I can build websites. Like, I built my website. Right. I can do it. And I did it once for one client. It took me like yeah. hours and hours and hours. And like, you get paid like a, just a fee. And so I was just like, that was not worth my time. And I was like, right. I don't even like doing it. I was like, why? Totally. And so I finally was like, you can't offer this. Like, give it to someone else yeah. who yeah. likes doing it. Like, why yeah. am I trying to like do everything when I don't even want to? You yeah. know? So I think. It is, and like obviously you're cutting off some of your profitability and like whatever, but it's about your like mindset and you're like you should mm-hmm. like you chose to work for yourself, so like yeah, you should do the work you want to do because what's the point? Like right, you know, and having that focus is so important because with every piece of work that you do, like if you're consulting or providing services, um, that's saying something about your brand and what you offer, and if you're constantly engaging in work that doesn't feel aligned. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're starting to move your brand in a direction you maybe don't want to go. Totally. And you're probably offering like services or products that aren't really great quality because you don't yeah. like, you yeah. just, you're kind of not ruining your reputation as you go, but it's probably not your best work because if you don't know right. what you're doing or you don't care enough to like really put in the time that you would yeah. to give your clients like what they deserve. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I was like, I have so many more questions. I'm going to have to do a part two for sure. Um, 
what are some of the things that people should have in place before quitting their job? Like, like sometimes you can't control it, sometimes you get laid off and whatever, but if, if you have a choice and you're in control of starting your own business, what are some of the things that people should have in place before? Right. One thing that's really important to have is a financial cushion. And again, if you have time to prepare, you know, saying, you know, thinking of this in terms of, you know, okay, I've got six months to a year like in, a ideal situation. in an ideal situation yeah. where you, you know, you've got a good job, but you want to make the leap. Um, making sure that you have a financial cushion in place is really important. So um, I think one thing that you can do is think about, okay, in order to continue living the same life that I have now, being employed, how much money at a minimum do I need to be bringing in month over month? And also thinking about not just your own personal expenses, but how much money will you need to be paying in taxes? Um, you know, you'll need to pay for CPP and your own health insurance. So taking those things into account as well and just getting that number and knowing, okay, here's how much money I need every month to support myself and to continue supporting myself the way that I currently do. And maybe it's not necessarily that, oh, I need to be making the same amount of money in my corporate career as I do, you know, as an entrepreneur. Um, but thinking about, you know, how can you maintain a similar lifestyle and how much money does that actually cost? Yeah, and be realistic. And be realistic so that you're not thrown into entrepreneurship and then all of a sudden scarcity sets in and you're going into this place of lack and, and you know, you're feeling like you, you can't, support yourself and the lifestyle that you've maintained for a number of years. So I think that's important. And when you know that number, I typically recommend um, putting away six months worth of um, money that will cover those expenses month for month, having a six month cushion. Sometimes you might need a, a longer cushion of a year if you're supporting a family, you know, just in case, because businesses do take a while to get off the ground. Um, you know, and for some people, they may choose that, you know, six months of supporting themselves. Maybe they don't, they don't need that much money saved up because they already have kind of a model in place and they're already taking on clients and their business is running. Um, but that's typically what I would recommend. And when you know your, you know, the minimum amount of money you want to bring in every month, that can be really supportive in establishing your prices early on, because you've got to make sure that you're covering not only your own personal expenses and taxes, but business expenses. And then you also want to make a profit on there and keep some money in your business. So knowing your numbers are critical. And what I also recommend to people, it's not only know that minimum number that you need every month, but think about your dream amount every month. And if you were to be living this wildly abundant lifestyle that felt really good for you, how much would that cost you a month? Because when you become an entrepreneur, it's not just about making enough money to just get by. Like it's also about how can you, you know, live a, a really expansive life and not necessarily living beyond your, your means in these big mansions in California, but if that's what you want, that's great too. But you know, like how can you create a life for yourself that's really gonna resonate? Um, and, and think about that side of things as well. Because I really believe that when you are, you know, really supported financially or otherwise, you can show up in such a bigger way in your business and for your clients and your customers and the people you collaborate with. So it's so important to not only know that minimum number, but also what is your dream amount of income? Totally. Well, and even like on top of that, what you want to do in your life in the next five years. Because like, 
like personally, this is what I've learned in the, the last couple of years that we built a house, which right. costs a lot more money. Or if you need to, like, maybe you're renting and you want to buy a house. Yeah. If you're going to get married, that shit costs a ton of money. It's a lot of We're renovating it and we're landscaping our yard. That's just Ooh. expensive. Yeah. We're doing it all. I don't know what we're doing all at the same time. But we are. Yeah. And you don't magically just have, like, you're not just going to have 10 grand or, like, 50 grand. Right. You can just pick up and do all these things. And, like, it comes yeah. quickly. You're like, oh, like, later, later. Yeah. Like, are you going to need a new vehicle? Like, right. vehicles only last a certain amount of time. So you need to, like, account for that. Like, you need to have some sort of, like, savings yeah. for these things that are going to come within right. the next five or ten years, depending on, like, your age and your lifestyle and stuff. But mm-hmm. I yeah, couldn't agree more. <laughs> it becomes very real very quickly. You're just like, oh, maybe if I started saving five years ago, like, an extra whatever the tax is and then more than that for these right. extra things just so you're not scrambling when life is still happening and you want to like move up in your life as well because exactly exactly i think yeah. you're completely right and also when you know i've heard this from a number of other entrepreneurs as well the first six months of entrepreneurship can be really blissful because you know you probably got some savings and you just quit your job and it's you know you're full of ideas and inspiration and you're you're playing like you're creating a new life for yourself um but then oftentimes around that six month mark (laughs) yeah and it's like oh shoot like right like i need to make sure i have enough income to be supporting myself and, and and my lifestyle and so i just think when you think about those things earlier like while you're still employed really getting clear on your, your business model and, and how you're going to generate income for yourself. It's just so important and it makes the whole process um, feel so much better because then you're not in this place where you're scrambling and you know that you've set yourself up to be okay, you know, in light of some months that are, you know, perhaps going to be really great in terms of sales and other months that aren't going to be so great. Um, and I just think it's so valuable to be, um, thinking through those things ahead of time and if you have a partner you know maybe speaking with your partner about it and just having that conversation early on can be so helpful totally yeah Yeah. i totally agree um and before we wrap up do you want to kind of explain what it's like if someone was to hire you do you want to kind of walk us through the process of like Mm -hmm. first like email or whatever and then kind of what you do like the services and do you want to explain all of that sure yeah Mm, so i um Oftentimes when I first connect with a new client, we do a discovery call over the phone. So that's just a call for us to get to know each other and for me to understand um, what blocks a client is facing in their business. And and we basically have a conversation about what they need and what I can provide to determine if it's a good fit. And during that conversation, I'll typically um, just tell them how I can best support them. And sometimes it's with you know, I recommend a longer term coaching program if some of their goals are more longer term and they want that support and accountability, you know, um, um, as they maybe transition into a career. Um, or I do shorter programming and I, I have different kind of services that I offer depending on where a client is at. Um, but it all starts with that initial phone call. And then when we start working together, um, I often have them fill out a questionnaire before we get started, which just goes really deeply into um, different areas of their business and their life and helps us to get really clear on what it is they want to achieve through coaching. And that's one of the biggest things that I focus on is really helping people clarify um, what what it is that they actually want to do in the context of this coaching relationship so that we're both crystal clear around what it is that we're working towards and we can look at creating a plan that actually helps them get there. 
Um, so there's kind of, yeah, the discovery call, the, uh, the questionnaire, and we have our initial, our co first couple coaching sessions are often just doing a deep dive into their lives and business and kind of going through all the things and, and really looking at, okay, what are the actual sticking points that are in the way of you? getting to where you want to go and then over time we just continue working together and coaching and and i work with people actually from across north america so it's all virtual and and really collaborative and um really there is a big focus on helping women not only with the business strategy side of things but also just um creating the kind of life that it is that they desire for themselves um and, and supporting them through every step of that that's awesome. Yeah. And where can people find you if they're interested, if they just want to follow along? Yeah, so you can find me um, on Instagram and social media, of course, at All of Her Business. And then I have a website, allofherbusiness.com, where it just lists out everything that I offer and the things that I do. Um, but one thing I will say is I haven't updated my website at this point. My website right now focuses a lot on the coaching, which is obviously what I do, but I also have some workshops coming up this fall. And those are, um, I, I announced those on Instagram. So they're not on my website, but on my Instagram channel is where you'll find the latest and greatest workshops or offerings um, that I'm coming out with. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I want you to follow along and get business help <laughs> and personal help. <laughs> um, um, my yeah. Thanks for sharing. That was, I feel like we could have talked for like hours and hours. I know. So, so yeah. So I'll definitely have you back. But thanks for sitting down today. Amazing. Thanks, Rachel.